0: are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the good stuff and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we are going to speak with a special guest, and it is Pastor Phil Fisher, our youth pastor here at New Life Fellowship, and just to be clear, his name's Phil, my name's Phil, try not to get confused with the two. It's going to be all sorts of confusing. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of Phil's here uh, at this church, and sometimes uh, when someone says, Phil, all three of our heads pop up and, and look, but but Phil here is going to tell us a little bit about himself, so Phil, take it away.
1: Oh yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Ben and Phil, I appreciate it. Um, I'm 28 years old, I work at uh, Fort Wayne Metals, I've been there for four years now, I got hired in April of 2016, and been married for going on five years now, I think Ashley was on a couple weeks ago, you guys mm-hmm. got to yeah. learn a little bit more about her, she leads worship here, so... Um, as you said I'm the youth pastor here I've been doing that for about <laughs> covid kind of ruined that whole uh startup yeah. <laughs> which is fine we were able to meet uh, the first week that we mm-hmm. got established met that sunday and then literally everything shut down for mm. like three months mm-hmm. so we're still trying to meet uh, at least once a month and and get to know the kids a little bit even even during these times so it's it's good um it's funny i've I've coming up on my, my spiritual birthday in September 9, 2012 is when I got saved. And I reflect, look back on the, the going on eight years that I've been following the Lord. And it's been uh, a huge blessing for me to give my life Mm -hmm. to Christ. uh, So long ago, not so long ago, but I was in college. Most people, I was, you know, I'll tell you that story real quick. Uh, I was dating Ashley and we just started dating, and she was all happy about Jesus, and always excited, always excited about Jesus. And I was not. I was living in the world. I was uh, very sinful, um, doing what is you know what you would expect out of somebody living in the world. And she always invite me to church. Always invite me, and uh, I said, okay, I'll go. And uh, long story short, I went went down to school. I went to uh, IU, so I was in Bloomington. I went down, and she kept nagging me about and finding a church and going to church. And I was like, holy cow, man. Yeah, I'll go to church if it'll get you off my back. So I walked into uh, Calvary Baptist in Bloomington by myself. I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I just figured, okay, I'll shut her up. Mm-hmm. I'll go see what this church is all about, you know. And I walk in and the pastor is preaching in Revelation, And I'd never heard that book before and never yeah. heard all of the things that are going to happen. And it it, it frightened me a little bit and uh, I listened and, and gave my heart to Christ uh, on September 9, 2012, and uh, it's been a great walk. Um, you know, God, it hasn't been an easy walk, uh, but God's called me to uh, mature, and I've been maturing ever since, and, and uh, it's really cool to see how God works and, and how He has worked in my life. And I got the call to be a pastor about, oh, golly, I don't remember when we had our last revival here, two, three, two or three years ago or something yeah. like that. In May or in March, and uh, all three nights that somebody was here, the Spirit saying, Hey, listen up, this is for Mm -hmm. you. It's it's how, and all of them had the same same messages do what God wants you to do, do what God has called you to do, be what Mm -hmm. God wants you to be. And I'm sitting thinking, Oh man. This is it. I know this is it. And mm-hmm. I couldn't shake it. You know, I tried doing things here, uh, Children's Church and, and some other ministries here, and, and it felt good for a while, but it wasn't what God wanted. Mm-hmm. I said, Yeah, it's good that you're serving this way, but this isn't what, you know, he said, This isn't what I want for you. And uh, I told Jimmy, I said, All right, I'm done. Run, because he's always asking me, Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And I knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. How's it going? What's going on? And uh, so, yeah, I think it was. Golly! About two years ago, I decided, okay, God, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what you want. I'm going to do what uh, you want me to do, and uh, here I am as the as the youth pastor here now, getting that ministry started. I'm very excited to start that because uh, I I'm uh, a wrestling coach also, mm-hmm. so I have that aspect that I I get. I work well with youth. Um, I get along with them mostly because I'm a pretty big kid myself, yeah. as you guys <laughs> as you guys know. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited uh, for the opportunities that God has uh, allowed for me, and I'm excited to to be on the show with you guys today.
2: Phil, when you were talking about uh, your salvation story, something that struck out to me was that idea that when you received Christ for the first time, it was more of a fire and and brimstone message, would you say? Yeah, yeah,
1: it was more of a, I've heard about Jesus because of Ashley, but I never Mm -hmm. heard about God's wrath yeah and that was enough for me to say and you know to to be fair I was at rock bottom in my life I had my best friend overdose on drugs that February Mm. Um, nothing seemed to be going right Mm -hmm. I met Ashley and she had that she had this joy about her that was always kind of annoying to me because I I didn't have that (laughs) and I didn't know what it was Mm. Uh, she said it was Jesus but I just wasn't ready to make that commitment in my life and then when i was by myself uh in bloomington went into that church and he was kind of the fire and brimstone yeah. uh message it was like man what am i doing mm. this could end right now and and i'm going to hell mm. and i don't want that yeah, yeah. I, that it was it was something that i couldn't it was that time that god called me to him and and i wasn't
0: going to say no anymore mm-hmm. yeah i th- i think it's important especially with with that story to to know that like god God calls us in many different ways. God can, God can call someone to salvation through a loving message, and God can surely call someone through a what's called a fire and brimstone no. message. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but but both are straight from the word of God, and, and that's what that's what draws uh, the people in, and that's through God's voice. So, so what we want to talk about here on this episode is how to share the gospel at work. And I know for a lot of people it can be very difficult to do this, um, and for lots of different reasons, which we'll probably talk about some uh, here today. But but I just want to ask Phil because he's testified in this church about sharing the gospel, and and I know he's 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 proud might not be the the best word to describe it, but he's he is eagerly awaiting for someone to share the gospel at work too mm-hmm. and it was something at least I experienced whether he experienced it or that that's between him and God but it's something I can see from him that fruit that I can see from them so so Phil how do you find purpose in your work
1: yeah uh I think a lot of the times so what I do every day and and it might sound uh, cliche or or different but when I'm driving to work I think about why am I going Every single day I think to myself, what what's my what's my job here today? Mm-hmm. What do I have to look forward to? Not just the physical aspect of my job, but what is God asking me to do today? Yeah. And it's and it's a lot of time it's the same. It's yeah. hey, just be a good ambassador of me. Mm-hmm. Let people know what you stand for. Let people know who you serve. And I pray about it and I and I oftentimes uh worship and and praise as I'm going there and I and I ask God, God, show me what you want for me to do. You know what you want. What do you want from me today? And going with that mind, because Phil, like you said, God calls us to Him, but He also calls us to go for Him. Mm -hmm. So it's not just when we get saved, that's it. No, He Mm -hmm. has a whole list of things. He has a whole a bunch of things that He wants us to do, and and those things are found in the Great Commission. You know, in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verses sixteen through twenty, we're Mm -hmm. called to go out and spread Mm -hmm. the gospel. And, and share the love of Christ with those. And we might not be uh, missionaries going to different countries, but we all have the opportunity to share the gospel uh, every day, that love of Christ mm-hmm. every day with people we run into. Um, when I was working at my old job at Hills, um, I was able to lead two people to the Lord that that I worked with. Um, I seen that they were going through rough times, that they were being challenged uh, spiritually. They they didn't know that, but I could see that from being a Christian, that, mm-hmm. man, these guys these guys need some help and and God's put me in their life to share that with them and you know when you when you get that joy of leading somebody to the Lord and and having them experience the uh, the same joy that you had mm-hmm. when you got saved and when you said yes to God it, it's it's a feeling that's like man let's let's do it again but <laughs> who else wants to hear the good news who else is going to accept the good news you know mm-hmm. and I I was able to share the gospel with pretty much everybody at my old employer or at my at at, at my old job and they knew where I stood and they and I was comfortable there. But God said, hey, they all know what you stand for. Let's move to a bigger place. Let's go to a bigger company. Let's go Mm -hmm. to uh, a new a new company. And Mm -hmm. so that was the reason that I left my old company. Not because I wasn't happy there, but because God said it's time to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. they all know let's go share it with somebody who doesn't Yeah. and uh so really uh the the purpose in my work is you know working when you look at work as a mission field instead of a job when you understand who you're working for yeah i'm employed by fortrey metals and, and scott glaze but i'm working to further the kingdom of god mm-hmm. and that makes work going into work and, and understanding why I do the things I yeah. do a lot easier, so I think that answers the question for
0: the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, I know just by my own experience uh, when I worked at that in a heating and cooling company, um, it was sometimes difficult to find that purpose, um, especially like in your situation when you're talking about hills, the guy that i I would normally run with he He was a believer, which helped me throughout the day, obviously. You know, you you get to fellowship, we listen to Christian music, and they made it easier. But I knew a lot of the other guys didn't know. So when when I was able to get in the truck with them, um, I remember talking with a guy about if he thought he was going to go to hell because he got divorced in his life. God puts us in in certain places to do exactly what you're talking about. Being able to share the gospel with new people every single day. And work's a great opportunity to do that. But I think, personally, like you were talking about, when we understand God's work, that great commission, when we understand our purpose in the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom that he has here on earth, it's easier to find our purpose. It's easier to find uh, what God has already made known to us um, and I think that's important and then and then being able to implement his work into our own work mm-hmm. now I say this and the way I'm saying it sounds easy but I know that it can be difficult so I just want to read read this verse here in Colossians chapter 3 uh, verse 23 and 24 and and just to give just a slight context to to the scripture here is is paul here is talking about slavery um talking about how slaves should conduct themselves um, which is interesting because we don't really see a whole lot of that here in america and those things but but slavery is still part of the world um and those who follow in the name of jesus christ if they conduct themselves this way it's even through immense persecution through slavery even though what he's talking about might look slightly different than how we view it Mm -hmm. uh, is powerful it's one of the most powerful things you could do especially in your work so it says whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the lord and not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the lord as a reward it is the lord christ you are serving so when we begin to put that on our heart in our work like you said it just becomes a lot easier. Um, it becomes easier for us to to share the gospel because we begin to remember how it was yeah. when we got saved, that joy that we have. And, and, and I don't know anybody that's a believer that would disagree with the idea that they wouldn't want someone to experience that joy. Yeah, Because that would go completely contrary to the Word of God.
1: It would be selfish Yeah, for you to have something so great, so powerful, so rewarding, and to say I'm just gonna hold on to it, would be silly. Yeah, <laughs> it would. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense for people. I mean, I was just talking to you about Jonah, mm-hmm. how God called him to go to Nineveh, and he said, "I don't want to do that." I, they don't fit what I think they should look like, and now you want them to be just like me. You want them to repent. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It. He couldn't comprehend why God wanted him to do that. Yeah, because they they weren't like him, mm. but he did it he gave a, a you know a seven word <laughs> sermon to him out of and he was mad about it <laughs> god's going to destroy the city in 40 days that was it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they, they repented yeah. but by sharing that even that that fire and brimstone message yeah. by sharing that god was preparing their hearts yeah god god prepared their hearts to 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 change and and we have that same opportunity whether we're willing or not, we have that opportunity, just like Jonah did. He did everything he could to avoid it, mm-hmm. but when he when we're called to do something, we ought to do it, mm-hmm. regardless of how we feel, regardless of, oh man, the boss might might have a conversation with me after from mm-hmm. for, for saying what I'm saying, or I might get fired or whatever. God's going to provide, regardless if we're doing mm-hmm. what He wants us to do.
0: And I, and I think you mentioned before we move on uh, to the to the next part of our our episode. Um, I think when you were talking about when you when you wake up and you go to work and, and you mm-hmm. pray that that God would show you where you need to be used, you know, all those things or help you just day to day be that ambassador for Christ. I think that's the key. Putting yourself in the mindset of the spirit, putting yourself in the opportunity to be used by God, saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what you want me to do, God. So if you want me to share the gospel with this person, I'm going to do it regardless yeah. of circumstances. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it it's uh, it's funny. I, I had the idea. God has kind of laid it on my heart. And I haven't I haven't told anybody this, so you guys are getting it first. <laughs> sneak I'll, peek. Yeah, sneak <laughs> peek into, into my life a little bit. But we don't have any chaplains at Fort Wayne Middles. Mm-hmm. There's no... Mm-hmm. We, we're 1,300 people in the company and not one chaplain that i'm aware of so this might be a ministry that Mm -hmm. i might run up the chain to see hey is this something that is allowed that that the company will allow is it something that they will let me do you know pray for people Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know exactly what all of those things look like but i know that it's something that god's put on my heart Uh, and it's more more recent than not but what better way to spread the gospel and get to know people from different plants or different buildings or yeah. you know help them to understand where you're coming from and how how I view work versus how the normal person you know yeah. views work is just a job and an 8 to 5 there's there's more to it than that and yeah. if I can share that with them I would love to do that or or listen yeah listen mm. to them
2: yeah there's there's definitely this idea that when we are asking God to use us we are more waiting than working yeah. and that idea that going into work getting yourself in the right mindset you are giving god the opportunity to use you and and tell you what he wants you to do rather than rather than just waiting around for something to happen yeah and that proactive faith that proactive gospel sharing that's it's cool to hear
1: yeah it's it's uh it's not always easy to do that you know you hear from god all the time if you're in tune with him and you're you're close with him but Mm -hmm. we don't always listen Mm -hmm. and just because it's something that he's put on my heart doesn't mean the company's gonna let me do and i pray that they do because i think it'd be a big benefit and i think lives would be changed uh, over something so simple Mm -hmm. but yeah it's uh doing you know hearing and doing are two different things
2: phil we were gonna ask if you would be willing to share a specific experience where you have shared the gospel with someone at work if if you just want to talk about the process or maybe an instance where it went really well or an instance where it went really bad because I'm sure both happen all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll share one at, at Hills and at Fort Wayne Meadows that both were a, a good outcome. So I had a buddy uh, who was at Hills and he was just going through it. And he was one of the people that I eventually led to the Lord. And and he he'd come in every day with an attitude. He would come in every day. I mean, he would be rude to customers. He would, uh, and he was lost, but he'd be rude to customers. He wouldn't be what, you know, uh, Colossians said. He wouldn't be what, you know, he would not, he would be trying to please himself, whatever that looked like. Mm -hmm. And you could tell by looking at him and and the way he worked and things he did, he was all about him. Mm -hmm. And he was leaving one day as I was coming in and he had this attitude about him. And I said, what's going on, man? He said, nothing. I said, Eric, I've known you for a long time. What's going on? He said, I said, nothing. And he kind of brushed past me and pushed past me. And I grabbed him by the collar. And I said, hey, I understand. I don't understand what you're going through, but when I get off work, I'm calling you to talk. He said, what are you going to talk to me about? I said, Jesus. And he snickered and he said, yeah, Jesus. I'll be waiting for the call. And he left, just like that. And I thought about it all day. I was working and I was thinking to myself, What am I God, what am I gonna say to him? God, how am I gonna help him out? He has an attitude about him and he is he's rock bottom. What am I gonna do to help him out? And I get off work and I call him, I say, Hey man, uh, you got time to to come over? And he said, Yeah. And he came over and um we start talking and he opened up to me. And I and I can't quite remember exactly what the issue was. It might have been a, a girl issue or a family issue or something along those lines, but we got to talking and I shared with him my story and where I was at and with my walk in my life. And more or less he said, I, I think I think I want that. I said, What well, you want what? He said, Jesus. I said, All right, brother let's do it. And I shared the gospel with him and I, um, uh, walked him through, you know, the, the typical, uh, sinner's prayer it was my first time leading somebody to the Lord mm-hmm. and he gave his life to Christ and, you know, he's doing well, he's married. Um, but God was preparing his heart through whatever he was going through to be able to, hear what the words I was saying, read for himself in the Bible, what the Bible says about salvation and hell. And he was able, I believe God was preparing his heart through whatever he was going through to be receptive Mm -hmm. to the gospel and receptive to Christ. And so that was one of the the good opportunities Mm -hmm. that that I was able to, or that God was able to use me through. Um, And then I got to Fort Wayne Metals and it's funny and you guys know this, uh, people there when I first got hired, they would ask me, you know, hey, why don't you cuss? Why don't you do this? Why don't you well, I go to church? I'm trying to live for God. And mm-hmm. and I coined the, the nickname Phil the Baptist. <laughs> uh, and, you know, which is, it's comical. And and I didn't think anything of it, you know. It's just, uh, that's what people knew me as there. And I was fine with that because I knew that I was going to get ridiculed. I knew that because I didn't uh, engage in the, the um, factory talk. Yeah. That I was gonna be kind of put off to the side, and I was for a while. Um, and there was a, a gentleman who uh, drinking a lot, alcoholic, um, and he'd always ask me questions. He'd always say, "Well, why were dinosaurs?" You know, them, them rabbit hole questions that everybody <laughs> wants to know. Mm-hmm. And I just put it to him like this: Well, what do you, what do you really want to know? You want to know if Jesus is real? Do you want to know if this the Bible? Is the truth? Do you want to know if God loves you? What do you really want to know? You don't. I don't think you care about the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I don't think you care about all these rabbit hole questions you're asking. What do you really want to know? And um, he didn't say anything. He walked away, which was fine. Um, came up to me a little while later, and he'd ask again, and I'd keep having the same rebuke. What? What do you want to know? What do you really want to know? And then one day... He said, Phil, is you're telling me that Jesus is the way to heaven. And I said, Yeah, the only way. It ain't about how good of a person you are, it ain't about the works you do. It's about the blood of Christ and him dying for your sins. And he said, he came back to he went home and he read, and his wife is a Christian. And he came up to me the next morning with this popped this giant, you know, ear-to-ear grin and said, hey, I gave my life to Christ last night. And mm-hmm. threw his arms around me and said, thanks for listening. Thanks for being the example that you are. Not because of who I am as a person, but because I was willing to take time out of my day to talk to him. Because I was willing to share the gospel with him. Be the, you know, be the image of Christ that God's called me to be. And because of that, and he asked me to baptize him and it's interesting because on September 9th 2019 I baptized him yeah and September 9th 2012 2012 is when I gave my life to the Lord Mm. and it was a kind of a full circle thing for me like wow God is still working not Mm. that I didn't think that he was but he's using people like me Mm -hmm. to further his kingdom he's using people like me that are willing that say yes God I'll do it not because of who I am but because who he is through me and it was a uh, a great opportunity yeah and bad opportunities <laughs> also uh, present themselves from time mm-hmm. to time there's an individual who i work with now who's always challenging who's always uh, uh trying to get me trying to elicit a response from me negatively he wants me to act he wants me to break you know he wants me to say point a finger and say oh, i knew you weren't i knew you weren't any different because he knows what i stand for and knows who i am in christ and Uh, devil's very good about uh, Mm -hmm. trying to snare you in and and say hey just one cuss word ain't gonna hurt don't you want to fit in and human nature is yeah of course we want to fit in but I don't want to fit in with this world anymore God pulled me out of it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but this you know this person always pretty much on a daily basis tries to to get me oh what do you think about this what do you think about that what do you think and you know really blast me on some of my beliefs and I'm always able to, um, respond in a way that's Christ-like. I Mm -hmm. I try, I, you know, I pray about it when I go in. God, help me to be level-headed. Help me have your spirit, you know, because it's not always easy in a factory Mm -hmm. setting. It's not always easy in any setting. Yeah. But when you're, you're working with the world, you got to figure out how to work with the world.
0: Mm -hmm. So, so Phil, you know, you kind of described it a little bit, just how you, how you sort of share the gospel at work and Mm -hmm. and with those experiences. Good and bad, because each and every one of us who who share the gospel know that there's good and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say, even in the bad, you planted the seed. Even Mm -hmm. in the bad, where it is a lot of questioning or just trying to not even—it's never really even the questioning. It's it's them trying to just beat you down. Yeah. But when we when we uphold who we are in Christ that sh- that shines through all of that all that stuff but but phil what do you think is the hardest part for you but but mainly for others who are trying to share the gospel at work huh. the heart i'll be honest the hardest part is doing it yeah. is when
1: god says hey i want you to do this is doing it i'll tell you a quick story and it has nothing to do with work but we we're at cedar <laughs> point the other day yeah. And I wore I got this mask, this John three it says John three sixteen, true story. And for whatever reason, Holy Spirit came over me and said, Just stand up on this railing right now and yell out, God loves you. And I <clears throat> I thought to myself, No my, <laughs> I am not doing that. And right about that time that, that thought crossed, the spirit said, Do it, right I, I crossed and there were these two uh, younger girls that were walking. The other way I was walking towards the front line, they were coming to snake around, and they said something, I didn't hear it, and Ashley, I looked at Ashley and said, what did they, they say? They said that they liked your mask. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck, man? Somebody notices this, Something. another Christian notices this, and they're probably, you know, maybe not moved by the Spirit to say it, but they noticed it. They noticed, mm-hmm. hey, there's different There's somebody who isn't just wearing it. But then I thought to myself, am I just wearing a mask or am I going to live this mask, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that at work uh, or in general can be the hardest part. You know, we we say we know the Bible. We say we'll do what God wants us to do, and most of the time we do. But it's the sometimes that, you know, every once in a while we doubt. Can I do this? Am I capable of doing this? And we let our our emotions, our fears get in the way, and the devil slides in and says, boy, you ain't worthy. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. Why would you even think God would mm-hmm. want you to do this? And you doubt. Mm-hmm. And we know God's word tells us not to, but we're, we have flesh. Mm-hmm. We have that sin nature still that that wants to be rebellious and that doesn't want to obey. And I'd say for me, the hardest part is uh, from time to time is actually following through
0: with what the Spirit's leading me to do. Yeah. And I'm,
1: I'm probably not the only one.
0: Mhm. Um, you know, you mentioned it a little bit with with them calling you Phil the Baptist mm-hmm. at church or at church at work. Um, and you know, this whole idea of maintaining our self-control at work. Mm-hmm. That looks like the way that you you described. You're not going to cuss like the other guys are cussing at work and like you said, some that's difficult sometimes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're not going to kind of get in the conversations that sometimes uh, any work does. It's not mm-hmm. just factory work. Right. but um, that because you want to uphold your witness of Jesus Christ, you want to be that ambassador. You want to you want to be able to go. At somebody and be able to say you know this is why I don't do this and be able to say that with confidence because you don't actually do it right uh, you're, you're, you're truthfully proclaiming what you are either doing or what you're not doing yeah. so hopefully that makes sense but the whole idea of of kind of it being hard to share the gospel I think you, you hit it on the head it's the idea of like when someone first like, takes a step, it's easier for, for everybody else to take a step. Mm-hmm. It's easier for, for somebody who, who sees someone shout. It's easier for the next person to shout or something like that. And I think just going and doing it. See, the best things are the most uncomfortable things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in most cases, that's sharing the gospel. Because mm-hmm. sometimes sharing the gospel is awkward. Sometimes it's, (laughs) you gotta, when you start getting into somebody's sin, for one, that person doesn't want to talk about that, Mm. because they're, like you said, most of the time, God's already been working on them. Mm -hmm. God's already been prompting their heart, Um, and then you come in, this is why we should always be ready for an opportunity to share the gospel, Mm because we don't know how God's been working in their life. They could be ready at that moment, they just need somebody to, to, to speak up. And, yeah, and I think at work's the best thing. Yeah, uh,
1: and and too, you know, having a relationship with people too. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know for me when I, when I got saved, I they were singing and and I was bawling my eyes out. I was ready yeah. to run out of the doors. And buddy, and now one of my good friends, Darryl, grabbed me and said, "Hey, is everything okay?" Had he not done that, talking about reaching out and mm-hmm. having that first step, had he not done that, I couldn't tell you that I would. Yeah be a Christian, had he not taken out the, taking the time, that little act to say, hey, how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. What's actually going on? Are you okay? Yeah. And at work, we have those opportunities all the time. It's just, am I going to listen to the spirit or am I going to listen to Phil? Mm -hmm. Am I going to listen to my flesh? And you'd hope that the more mature you come to be in Christ and the more he leads your life, the more you're able to say, yes, I'll do it. Mm. As terrifying as it may be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think moving into our final thoughts for me, just that thing that you two have both just touched on that that we don't know how the spirit is moving. We don't know when the moment is right. And it's not for us to know. it's just for us to respond when we're prompted and it's like what you said in that moment, Phil, you were ready to give your life over to Christ. And if someone wouldn't have responded when they were prompted to reach out to you, who knows what would have happened. Right. And, and just like Phil, Phil Marlowe said, <laughs> both Phil's, just like Phil said, <laughs> uh, there are just opportunities where we need to respond. Uh, I'll give it over to Phil Fisher. Do you have any final thoughts, any final words you want to share with the audience?
1: Just as an encouragement, uh, whether you're a a young Christian, uh, adolescent, seasoned, whatever it may be, when you do what God wants you to do, good will come of it. Mm -hmm. It might not be comfortable. It might be awkward. It might be a step outside of your comfort zone, but God doesn't tell us that our lives are going to be comfortable. God doesn't tell us that we're gonna have, you know, a lavish life, and that once we become a Christian, everything's going to be fine. God tells us that He wants that He has work for us to do, mm-hmm. and just as work is a mission field, the world, the communities that we live in, uh, the state, wherever we go, if we look at that as a mission field. And act and treat it as such, good things will happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I encourage all you listeners to find what God wants you to do, because that's the first step. And then commit to doing whatever God has called you to do
0: at whatever capacity he's called you to do it at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all I got. Um, just, uh, just one thing to add to that. Remember your salvation. Mm-hmm. When sharing the gospel remember your salvation because if you remember the joy of your salvation 100% of the time you're going to want others to also experience that joy so like like phil said be ready to be used by god seek it find it search for it dig for it whatever you have to do find it because it's necessary for your christian walk it's necessary for the lives of the unbelievers um, so with that, we'll go ahead and, and conclude our episode. We, we do thank, thank Phil, but just to throw our weekly verse in, Psalms 96.3 says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. Uh, So, like I said, that concludes our episode for this week. Um, If you uh, would like to leave a comment or request for an episode, share the podcast, all those things that we've talked about and and all the other episodes that I know you guys love hearing every week, uh, just email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And always, thank you for listening.